This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, October 5th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning, I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. What's next on China? Vilsack's timetable for meatpacking aid and FSA will step up. USTR vows to engage with China but not ready to negotiate. U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai signaled yesterday that the Biden administration is ready to begin pressing Beijing to fulfill its promises under the Phase 1 agreement, but she didn't commit to negotiating a much-desired second phase that would elicit new promises of ag commodity purchases. Groups like the American Farm Bureau Federation and the U.S. Dairy Export Council are making it clear that they want the Biden administration to restart trade negotiations with China and secure another commitment from the country for massive purchases. And USDEC is still hoping the nations will agree to lift the tariffs that are weighing down trade. USDEC President and CEO Krista Hardin reacted to Thai's speech saying, quote, American dairy farmers and manufacturers count on the ability of our products to meet China's appetite for dairy, yet retaliatory tariffs continue to weigh down our prospects there. In addition, it's key that the administration encourages China to boost its purchasing of major dairy commodities, such as milk powder and cheese, that it still primarily is sourcing from other suppliers. By the way... Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack told reporters that farmers can expect the administration to, quote, strongly encourage the Chinese to live up to its commitments under the Phase 1 trade deal, that including faster approvals of biotech crop trades. That will open up new trade opportunities, Vilsack said. A take note, I also promised that the Biden administration will soon restart the process of handing out exclusions from the tariffs on Chinese goods. That was a welcome announcement to the Association of Equipment Manufacturers, but the group said it would prefer an end to the tariffs. Kip Edinburgh, a senior vice president for AEM, said the group fully supports the resumption of exclusions, but he stressed that U.S. equipment manufacturers want to see the removal of tariffs already in place and noted that the broad and unilateral use of tariffs has undermined our industry's global competitiveness. Bill Sachs sees 2022 for meatpacking funding. USDA expects to start applications early next year for its $500 million program to expand meat processing capacity. That, according to Bill Sachs, the department is currently in the process of reviewing 500 comments it received on the program. A framework for the program should be ready by the end of this year, Bill Sachs told reporters. Yesterday, he announced a separate $100 million plan to provide loan guarantees for supply chain improvements, including mobile processing facilities or cold storage capacity. Ethan Lane, Vice President of Government Affairs for the National Cattlemen's Beef Association, says USDA's offer of loan guarantees is, quote, another step toward returning stability to the market. By the way, Vilsack and Senator Chuck Grassley will be lead witnesses at a hearing the House Agriculture Committee is having on Thursday on the livestock industry. Grassley is one of Congress' most outspoken critics of the major meat packers, and Vilsack took part in a White House event last month that blamed industry consolidation for higher retail food prices. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. 
Dairy Management Incorporated serves America's 34,000-plus dairy farmers and dairy importers by managing research and marketing programs aimed at promoting dairy consumption and protecting the good image of dairy farmers, dairy products, and the dairy industry. Funded entirely by dairy farmers, DMI has distinguished itself as a strategic consultant and valuable resource to businesses and organizations in the food and beverage sector that seek to increase sales and raise their image through the innovative use of dairy and dairy ingredients. Good morning and welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. USDA boosts guaranteed loan borrowing limits. USDA is increasing its limit on guaranteed loans from 1.776 1.776 million to 1.825 million effective immediately. FSA Administrator Zach Ducheneau says the increase will help producers who've been dealing with natural disasters in the COVID-19 pandemic. The number of farmers receiving guaranteed loads has increased 10% over the past decade and FSA expects demand to rise through the new fiscal year that started on Friday. Advocates want SCOTUS to weigh in on E15. Growth Energy, a biofuels advocacy group, is asking the Supreme Court to review a D.C. Circuit Court ruling that struck down an EPA decision approving the sale of E15. The organization argues that the appellate court decision did not give proper deference to EPA, contradicted congressional intent on promoting renewable fuels, and would suppress the expansion of higher blend renewable fuels in the future, that according to a press release. In May 2019, the Trump administration lifted the restriction on selling the higher blend of ethanol, which could not be sold between June 1 and September 15. Organic growers to appeals court. Hydroponics don't qualify. Soil is essential to organic farming systems. The Center for Food Safety and a group of organic farmers told the Ninth Circuit U.S. Court of Appeals appealing a district court decision that found hydroponic operations can be certified as organic. The Organic Foods Production Act's language is plain and mandatory. Organic crop producers shall foster soil fertility primarily through the management of the organic content of the soil through proper tillage crop rotation and manuring, they said in a brief filed in the appeals court. The district court judge's decision was short on analysis, devoting just over a paragraph to examining the issues, the appellates said. The center petitioned the USDA to prohibit organic certification of hydroponic operations, but USDA denied that request, leading to the lawsuit. Consumers saved on food by eating at home. Americans spent nearly 8% less on food last year, largely by eating at home a lot more. That according to the USDA's Economic Research Service. Consumers spent nearly 19.5% less on food away from home in 2020 and nearly 5% more at the supermarket. ERS said in its Amber Waves publication that during the pandemic, many restaurants and other establishments were forced to, quote, operate at a limited capacity or cease operations, compounding the change in how consumers spent their food dollars. Well, here's today's He Said It. I'm not overly concerned that we're not going to get the work done because people step up. That's what we do at USDA. We step up when we have to. That Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack would ask about concerns that a vaccine mandate would result in 
staff shortages in local farm service agency offices and slow the process of farmer applications. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, October 5th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.